Premier Ford is saying that, well, we may be going into uh, another extension of Ontario's state of emergency. Um, he's hoping that this will be the final time, but he wants to extend it until July 15th. And I understand that the PCs uh, tabled a motion to that effect. So that, that'll be debated by MPPs next week. So we will wait and see what happens. But when it comes to uh, contact tracing, it's crucial in combating the virus spreading, the virus, of course, being COVID-19. Um, there are a lot of contact tracing apps being used by different countries. You may have heard that Europe is is opening their borders, all these European countries to each other allowing uh, travel of EU citizens. A uh, growing number of countries have adopted uh, the use of Bluetooth short-range radio apps to measure the risk of exposure through contact tracing. Anne Kabukian is Executive Director of the Global Privacy and Security by Design Center. She joins the show now to talk about the apps. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Kelly. So off the hop here, can we talk about how some of these smartphone COVID-19 contact tracing apps are considered controversial? Why is that? Because some of them collect personal information, identifiable data that could be used by the government, public health authorities, etc., even potentially after the COVID-19 pandemic is over. This is very sensitive personal information, so none of it should be collected. And that's the problem with some of these apps. Okay, so yesterday you tweeted out, Germany does it again, introducing a totally privacy-protective exposure notification app for COVID-19, which does not capture any PII or geolocation data and making the source code available. Way to go, Germany. How did they get it right? Well, they adopted, so Apple, Google partnered together and they created a framework for uh, these apps, these contact tracing apps. And the Apple, Google framework is amazing. It collects no personally identifiable data. It doesn't collect obviously your name, your, your geolocation data, any personal information associated with you or with individuals who self-report that they're COVID-19 positive. And that's what you need because you see, there's such a trust deficit and unless People trust that these apps uh, aren't going to collect their personal information. They're not going to use it. So Germany, uh, being the smart country that they are, built their app on top of this uh, Apple Google framework. And Apple Google is actually calling it, they don't call it a contact tracing app. They call it exposure notification because that's what it does. People who voluntarily choose to use this framework um, will be notified if they've been exposed to someone uh, who has self-reported as being COVID-19 positive. So Germany built upon this, which is brilliant. And any country can do that. Canada should do that. We should all be doing that because there's no personal identifiers that are linked to it. And so that's what Germany did. And I applaud them. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about how the app works if you've installed it on your iOS or your uh, Android phone? Sure. So let's say you decide to download this app and install it. Um, so you have the app, which you have voluntarily chosen to download, and it will it uses what are called Bluetooth beacons, which are identifiers uh, linked to your phone, which change every 15 minutes. So there's no way to trace back that it's Ann Kavukian who downloaded this and who may have been exposed to COVID-19. So I download the app, and it alerts me. Let's say I've gone to the grocery store and I was standing um, within 10 feet of 
someone who had self-reported as being COVID-19 positive. So they will alert me. You've been exposed to someone who may have maybe COVID-19 positive. You know, you should take these steps to check it out. So it's up to you, the individual, to contact your doctor or, or public health authority or someone to, to explore whether you may have actually contracted COVID-19. It's all in your hands what you do. You brought up the fact that it's uh, a term trust deficit. Do you think it's yeah. important that Apple and um, and Google got on um, starting these uh, systems that Germany built their system on uh, because they had such a bad rap in, in previous stories about them abusing customer trust? Well, Apple's always had a good reputation. They offer end-to-end encryption on uh, Apple iPhones, etc., and Google is, you know, trying to rectify that. I think one of the reasons that they joined forces, which they never do, um, mm. to develop this framework is because they wanted to reach the widest number of people. Most people with cell phones have either an Apple iPhone or an Android, uh, Google uh, Android. So they wanted to make that, I think like 80% of the population has one of these two phones. They wanted to make that available uh, to as, as many people as possible. And it's very unusual that they would partner together. They're only partnering together to make this widely available. And they have um, agreed to offer this free of charge to anyone who wants it. And if you're interested in using it, for example, New Brunswick approached me a while back. They wanted to uh, to use the Apple Google framework in their province. And so they asked me, could I c- connect them with and uh, people at Apple, which I did. And then Apple is working with them at no charge to help them uh, take their API and make it a uh, public health authority app that they're making available. That's really interesting. And one of the interesting things about this app as well is uh, because it's all built on the same framework, it should be able to talk to each other. So there's interoperability to make it uh, possible to monitor infection rates if you travel to other countries like they're doing in Europe or even, uh, you know, Canada is so huge. We go province to province. So it's pretty interesting uh, technology and it could be very helpful in the fight against COVID. Uh, Do you think, have have you, you you mentioned New Brunswick. Have you heard anything about Ontario? You know, have they been inquiring about this? I'm I'm waiting to confirm things with Ontario. I can't speak publicly about it. Uh, Jane Philpott has been speaking to me. Of course, she's been now representing um, Ontario Ministry of Health. So you'll have to stay tuned on that. I've certainly encouraged them to use the Apple Google framework. And I also want to tell you, Germany um, released their app yesterday, this mm-hmm. very privacy protective app. And in one day, they already had 6.5 million users already in just one day. So I think this use of the Apple Google framework uh, breeds trust in terms of that no personal information is going to be collected, et cetera. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to grow trust so that people will use it. I'd, I'd use it. It's, it's a great way to, to get a little bit of uh, your freedom back uh, and peace Absolutely. of mind. Thank you so much for joining us, Anne. It's always a pleasure having you on the program. My pleasure, Kelly. Thank you. Have a, have a great week. Anne Kavukian, Executive Director of the Global Privacy and Security by Design Center.